so, Johnny, it's an auspicious day today, isn't it? World Tap Dancing Day we're recording this on. Somebody told me the dentist this morning. I didn't know it was going on. Apparently there's some kind of festival that goes on for a week. Really? I don't know where it is. It's probably in America. <laughs> <laughs> the funny I thing is... send them my dancing in the garage. Oh, yeah, we should do, man. We should. I mean, the thing is, I'm surprised. They Obviously, they, they know about you, Johnny. They didn't mention it to me when I had my second vaccine jab today. So, oh, obviously, they how don't... Are you feeling? They, well, I'm fine, yeah. Are you, are you <laughs> Pfizer or are you AstraZeneca? I'm AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. Oh, I, I'm Pfizer. I'm, I'm a Pfizer man. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought a year and a half ago we'd be talking along those sort of lines? It's mad, isn't it? It's, it is it's mad. mad. It is yeah. absolutely mad. But hopefully getting better slowly but surely now. So well, right. fingers right. crossed. Now then, um, it was something that Emily said last week, Emily Squire said last week in our podcast, that got you thinking yeah. and you, you text me and said, we should talk about... Just thinking about her life, um, she wrote a magazine, the Weekend magazine, and it was entitled Up at the Count of Nine. And I think that's kind of what her life was like. She got really bad sometimes, but she'd get up and sort of do it again. Yeah, yes. You know, being knocked down, this business we, we were in, we, we put ourselves up there to be knocked down again, don't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, uh, so... And you've got to get up, like Dorothy used to say, at the count of nine and, and start again. Yeah. And sometimes it can be difficult, you know. I mean, you've really got to have a, a strong constitution. Because I don't know about you, but if you do an audition, we know it's only if your face fits or if your voice fits what they're looking for. But we always take it personally. I, you know, you can't help it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got to get up and do it again, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, one person, a, a lovely lad called Alan Thompson, I think I might have told you yeah. the story, he, uh, sadly, he's no longer with us, a radio presenter, and he said, do you know what the thing I love, love about you? And I thought, is it going to be my voice, Johnny? Is it going to be my songs? What's it going to be? He said, yeah, yeah. you never gave up. You never That's gave it. up. Persistence. You and don't... I suppose that does mark people out who have carved out a career in 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 this sort of industry. Well, maybe it's yeah. every in, maybe it's every industry, is it? I mean everything. Sports the same, isn't it? Boxing. Um because Oh boxing, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what um Gordon Mills once told me? Gordon Mills was the famous manager of Tom Jones, who just don't know that. Um I was sat in the, in the digs with him once and he's we're having breakfast. And he said to me, he said, uh, First of all, he said, where are you from? And I said, Cardiff. He said, the Bronx of Wales. I think I've told you that before. <laughs> That's great. And he said, he said, the thing, trouble with this business, John, he said, if you're the world bo- boxing champion and you knock somebody, no, and you knock out the world champion, then you're world champion. Mm-hmm. You can be the best singer in the world. And unless you get the luck, you're going to be still singing in a club somewhere. Yeah. And that's it. This business is very, I don't know if it's 80% luck and 20% for tenacity, but you've got to keep going. Yeah. Can't give up. Yeah, yeah. And it is it is strange. You know, I've been thinking about a lot about this lately because, obviously, the world has changed this last 18 months. And, yeah. you know, it get, make, I'm, not, I'm still making records, Johnny. I'm still making yeah. records. And I was thinking about this. Everybody's saying, oh, it's hard to get your records on the radio and stuff. And I think, oh, gosh, I'll give in. And then I thought to myself, when I was when I was 12 years old, living in a little terraced house in Brynhavrid in Swansea, and I yeah. borrowed my dad's tape recorder to record my songs... It yeah. must have been just as hard back then, but I, I didn't oh. know. So I just kept on sending tapes to people until somebody said yes. Yeah. You know, so, That's right. So maybe sometimes not know it is, well, it's experience, I suppose. So you get I it. think when you're young, you're, you're fearless anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. 
when I went into show business first, I didn't want to be a star. That didn't enter my head. Mm-hmm. What entered my head was I loved the thought of that theatre. Like I've been brought up in it when we were and just to listen to the sound of the tinny band coming over and and, and the audience. That, that's what I wanted. That just to be able to do that. Yeah. And anything else was a bonus after that. You know what I mean? We 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 had recording contracts. You've had a record. I've had a couple of contracts. Yeah. I've, you know the elusive re- hit record. Never. I never got it. But I've I've still had a good career. Yes. Because I did other things. And like when I don't know, but remember when the clubs all closed? I think it was the seventies. Mm-hmm. All the nightclubs closed up. Mm-hmm. I think it was something to do with they they did something with the gambling laws. You couldn't gamble in the club. It had to be special uh, premises. And it put lots of people out of work, the croupiers, the musicians, the the entertainers. So I, I thought, well, so I sat down and I thought, oh, I'm not going to do nothing. So I wrote a show and I wrote this thing about Frankie Vaughan and, and then I did the theatres with it. Yeah. And when that finished, I thought, well, I'll write another one. So I wrote a thing, a thing called Turn on the Taps, which was all about the tap dancer. So I made work, if you like, because yeah. I had to, I had to pay the mortgage. Yes, yes. But so again, you, you have to keep going some way. I mean... I don't know about you. When I was in school, well, you're probably better than me. I was useless in school. I think I had ADHD. Really? I didn't pass anything. You still have I didn't take any. I know. <laughs> I know. I didn't take any notice of the teacher. I remember doing the, the English the English paper for the eleven plus, and it was on a book by uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Forget I forget what it was. Say it was Out of the Baskervilles. We will mm. say right. Yeah. I hadn't read the book. So I get there and I open the paper and I can't answer any questions. I never I just wrote some gibberish down, you know. I made some story. <laughs> and I thought to myself, and I, I never passed anything. So the only thing I was any good at was swimming, right? So the headmaster, I mean, I remember this like it was yesterday, because it can scar children, this kind of thing. And um I won the, the swimming gala and he's presenting me with my certificate in front of the whole assembly. And he's he said, Look at this, kids. Even John can do something. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't say that to a kid to say no. he's <laughs> And I thought, you know, what a swine. You yeah. know what I mean? But, <laughs> so I showed him, didn't I? I've learned two you... languages, written two books. And, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to keep going, boy. Yeah. So what have, what have been... Uh, let's talk about the negatives. What have been the big knockbacks for you? Do you well, obviously, the, the night's club closing, because that was your bread and butter for a long time. What, yeah. what what big rejections have, have really stung a bit, Johnny? I mean, you know, well, I don't know, I don't know wallow in it. I'm not trying to make you feel no, bad. No, but... I'll give it I, something that really made me. How can I think of it? Um, I one opportunity knocks, as you know, mm-hmm. right? Four times. So that was it. And I'm doing a tour. I think I was doing all the Pontins cabarets, you know. And the the boss came and said, "Oh, they want you to go on New Faces." I said, oh, New Face. I've just done. You know, I've just done up knocks and won it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why do I need new faces? Oh, they're adamant they want you on it. And that, 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 that. So I said, oh, and I capitulated. I said, all right, I'll do it. Right. Anyway, go to Birmingham, do this thing. I got a new suit. I'm looking at the business. And the four people on the on the panel, I think Tony Hatch was one. Um, George Elric was another, who was a, a manager and a band leader. Um, and somebody, anyway, <clears throat> my old man recorded on the tape recorder. Everybody on that panel said, I, uh, one bloke said, this is what three minutes is all about. This guy's great. Da, 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 da. He comes to Tony Hatch and he says, he looks good. He sings well. I didn't like the song much. And he marked me down and I came second. And it was a big knockback because you're not supposed to be talking about the song. It's about the performance. Yeah, yeah. And I was in the dressing room like this. Why did I do this? I didn't need it. I was on off knocks. I won it. Yeah. So that was one. 
And then I used to get things like my agent would ring up and say, right, I've got the head booker of ATV coming. His name was Alec Fine. He said, now, where can he see you working? I said, well, let me think. I'm in the double diamond in a couple of weeks. I always do well at the diamond. So he said, right, I'll send him in there. He said, he won't tell you what day he's coming. He'll just turn up. So all the week, I'm killing him. I'm getting stand innovations, the works. On the Friday, it's rock and roll night, and my support act was shaking Stevens. <laughs> the audience are only there for the rock and roll. They're all in the dress, Daddy in the boys. great yeah. jacket, yeah. and they're shouting and they're bawling. So i got to fight over this crowd now. That was the night Alec Fine came in. Yeah. Didn't tell me. And he goes back to me and he said, no, nah, I was a bit of a clubby act. He said, a clubby act? I said, he... He's class act, John. He said he had to fight the rock and roll. So it was just like luck. Yeah. You know, like Mike was saying, being in the right place at the right time. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> so things like that knock me back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You think, what have I got to do? Yeah. I, oh, that's it. I did another one in the, the Lakeside Club, beautiful club. Have you been to the Lakeside? I've seen it on telly. I think it looks better. Yeah, yeah, but it used yeah. to be just a cabaret room, right? So I'm, I'm doing well there. So my agent, Bunny Lewis, his name was, he was quite a good agent, well, he's a very good agent. Um, he said, I'm bringing in the, the head book of the BBC to see you. Okay. So he comes in to see me. I do great. Okay. This bloke's all over me. Oh, we're going to find something for you, John. Da, 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 da. He had the sack the following month. <laughs> so you're back where you started. I wrote a film about Dorothy Squires. Okay. Yeah, yeah lovely. Uh, perfect. Me, and, me and Paul Turner, who had a, Paul Turner, he was a great director and he won an Oscar, or oh, he had an Oscar nomination for Heath Wynn. Yeah. But the only Welsh bloke I've ever known has gone to Hollywood, up the carpet, okay? So we write this film and we give it into the BBC and the head of the BBC at the time, Di Smith, he loved it. Oh, we're going to do something with this, John. Gave us money to, to, to you know... Pre-production. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and so, so he leaves, in comes somebody else and chucked it out. So the, you go, what have I got to do? <laughs> Is it me? God, as Dorothy used to say, Dorothy would say, what have I ever done to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny, you should, I'm trying to think now. That, okay, let's go through some painful things for me. I, I'm, um, I'm 13 years old. Right. I'm playing football at the Vetch. Uh, my oh, dad nice. never missed a match. Uh, he came to every schoolboy match I ever played, and he's standing at the side of the pitch, the vetch. And uh, I'm captain in Swansea schoolboys. We're doing quite well. The, the manager, Roy Bentley, uh, turns to he doesn't know this man. He said, "Do you know who that midfield player is?" And my dad very proudly says, "His name's Maldwin Pope." He writes the name down in his little book. Roy Bentley, yeah. captain Chelsea to the FA Cup final. I mean, the, the England legend, manager of the Swans. My dad tells me when I get back. On the Saturday, yeah. Roy Bentley is sacked. <laughs> See, I, that's the same thing. And with him went my footballing career. Unbelievable. <laughs> but there's a lot of luck in this, this world, isn't there, with everything. I think more so in, in, in sport and, and, and uh, show business, a lot of it's luck, being in the right place. Being in the right place every time. So Eurovision. Uh, so I got through to the song for Europe. And on to song number four in our quest for a song for Europe. It's called Everybody. It's written and sung by Mal Pope. Everybody. Everybody's saying it's so hard to make a living. It's enough to make a About taking and not giving 
So it's like, it's, a, it's six British acts or eight British acts and you're going to choose the song for Europe. And it went pretty well, to be honest. Um, nice band, couple of three girl backing vocalists, Paul Henry on, on uh, harmonica, uh, Ro Ronnie Hazelhurst Orchestra. And all, all Ronnie Hazel, yeah. Do you remember him? So all the, all the crew going, favourite. They probably say it to everybody, I didn't realise it. They're my favourite. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I remember being in the loo beforehand, thinking... 17 million people, or maybe they're going to sing this song for the rest of my life, or it's the last time I ever sing it tonight. And it was the last time I ever sang it. I didn't come last, I always say I came last, but I came like sixth, I think, out of eight. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. home on the train thinking, what am I going to do now? What am I... It knocks you down, it knocks you down. You, you feel terrible, don't you? But it's yeah. like a really, I don't know what it is, it's weird. Yeah, but the, the lovely thing was, about a week later, I answered the phone, it's Max, Max Boyce. Oh, all right. Said, We're going on tour to Southeast Asia. <laughs> Hong Kong, Korea, Australia, New Zealand. Do you want to come? I went, hold on a second. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've got nothing. I'll look at my diary. <laughs> <laughs> so what they say is when one door closes, you know, another another window bolts shut. No, another window opens. So it, it, Another one slaps in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to take... Do you have to go through the... You know, the, I, I always worry about these people who are stars from, from nowhere and yeah. um, X Factor and all that. How they cope with the first bad moment in their lives, because you know, for those special moments like you win opportunity knocks, you are the bee's knees. You know, there are millions right. of people voting for you, rooting yeah. for you, and you know, so it's going well. You, you do the record, it's you know, right. it's not a hit. Oh, and then they're on to oh, yeah. they're on to the next one. So. You know, at least we, <laughs> at least we'd been rejected in, in in smaller places and not just, <laughs> not just on telly. <laughs> but see, it's like the record business. You know, you you fight to get a recording concert. You get a recording track. You think you're on cloud nine. Yeah. You're ordering your E-type jag. You know what I mean? It's gonna be great. But then it's it comes out, and you've got to get it played. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got to get the pluggers to get it on the radio, <laughs> and then you're listening for it. And then, oh, oh, I, sometimes I remember one record. We got you the power play on uh, Luxembourg. <sighs> at a, so it was played like every hour or yeah. something. But they have to pay for this, but the company should pay for it. So yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah. I still didn't get you. No. The one that really did me in, I had this record called Steal a Million Kisses, okay? Only you can steal a million kisses from my heart. So, it gets on four-way family favourites. Now, that, as you remember, used to be, like, huge. Yeah. So if you got on there, you could get probably hit record. So it's on four-way family favourites. And some nerd had written in, he couldn't kiss somebody a million times. It would take him and he'd work it out. Four years, three hours. This minutes. is before you Twitter. Know. They were like this before Twitter. It's not just Twitter, then. So, so then everybody was ringing in, saying, yes, he could. He could have done it if he'd have been on holiday. And then the whole of it. So I thought, this is great. This is going to make me a great record. Yeah. Anyhow, so the record was really a, a kind of a Bayon tempo. It was a bit like a Tom Jones thing, see? Mm -hmm. But my record company just signed up Keith Michelle. Remember Keith Michelle? Yes, yeah, Henry VIII. And he was a singer as well, right? Yeah. 
So his record comes out the same week. Because he's on television every week, they went behind that and pushed that and they forgot mine. So again, you, yeah. <laughs> what have I done, you know? <laughs> All right, cope what have with I ever it. done yeah. to you? <laughs> Coping with it. Now, the, uh, they call it post-tour blues as well. You know, when you're, when you're going on one of these big, you know, extravaganzas, it was a bit like that coming yeah. back from, from uh, the tour with Max, to be honest, but yeah, you know, yeah. at least... There was some. There were a couple of things lined up. I remember doing the, the first big musical production, Amazing Grace, about the Welsh Revival. Michael Bogdanov produced it, and yeah. it had been my life for about three or four years. Every day, I was broke mm. at the time, completely and utterly broke. I was living off handouts from various different charities who thought it was a good idea. We got to the end. I remember we were up in in North Wales, and um, the the poppers all go off. You know, yeah. the, the it woke up. They, they pulled me from behind my keyboard to the front. The curtain came down. Everybody drove home, as yeah. did I. And then the next day, I woke up and thought, "What on earth do I do now? What on earth do I do?" <laughs> That's been my life for the last four or five years. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Enormous no gap, isn't there? This is there's a gap. Yeah, yeah. And so I learned well, from that. I remember. Talking about Dolly's Squares, I, I, I got up to a house for something and um, I just had a new suit. I used to go to this tailor. I could only afford one a year because he was very expensive, but he's a fantastic tailor. Um, and I, I had this beautiful new suit, you know. But and all the clubs closed. I said to Dot, I said, I got this new suit. I said, I got nowhere to wear it. She broke up laughing. <laughs> All dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> Thanks, Dot. <laughs> I appreciate your kind words at this time. <laughs> we laugh about it now. Mm. But it's not funny when you lose your job. You know, and, no, and, and a lot of people have been through it lately now with, yeah, with the pandemic yeah. and everything. But mm. you and I have lost our jobs on many occasions, you know, I remember the. Well, you, you, no one thinks going well. You've got you're on like the radio, you're on the TV, and it, it, right, it yeah. happened to me uh, within within two months. I'd lost all of it. Well, you can't. Wow. Radio had gone. Yeah. Just they decided mm. didn't renew the TV series, and um, mm. and I've still got you know four kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. moved house, and all of that. That is my kids still remember me. You know, in the middle of the night, walking up and down the stairs, breathing heavily. To go, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, what is, I it mean, hurts. What and are it's you not only the do? money, it's your ego gets splattered. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know about you, but I, I did a, a TV series once from the Double Diamond Club, funny enough, the BBC did a thing called In Cabaret. Mm -hmm. So they gave six artists a half an hour to do exactly what they wanted. They gave us an orchestra, do something, right? Mm -hmm. So there was, I had one, Max Boyce had one. Uh, uh, who else did? Oh, Stan had one, Stan Stan had one. Uh, Ryan Davis had one. And who else? Yeah, oh, somebody else. Oh, Hi. Iris Williams. Williams. So they, they give five, five of us. We all did this thing. So I, I did my act because it was a cabaret room. I had this lovely orchestra. I had a girl dancing with me, and it, it went really well, see? So getting Stanley Jones, who was then head of the BBC, came to me and said, John, yours is the best of the five. I didn't have another gig off him for three years. <laughs> so you think, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, now, Emily called it the power of nine. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, up up uh, at the count of nine. Up at the count of nine. Um, Mario Macronelli, Enzo Macronelli's dad, used to say eight. 
You you go down because we're all going to take a punch. There's no point oh. in trying to you know all of us, even the big stars. You know, you think of people yeah. like Frank Sinatra. You know, there was a point in his career when when he was the Bobby Sox's next minute he couldn't get arrested. You know, that's right. We all take a punch, and Mario used to yeah. say, "The yeah. count of eight, go down on one knee, arm on the on the ropes, and then count that's right. to eight. That's right. But I, I, you need a coping mechanism. That's all very well, but you need a coping mechanism. So what I, I I've got a I've got a plan now, and and actually this is part of this is part of my usual plan. To be honest, Johnny, you're part of my plan. Do you know what it is? Right. <laughs> what is it? It's always having the next project lined up and ready to go. Yeah. You know because yeah, yeah, yeah. because the last thing it either of us any of us in this industry or actually in any other industry so i think this this hopefully might be some advice if you're not a, a you know boxer or a, a tap dancer or a singer songwriter <laughs> always have the next project lined up because you can get if you've got a proper job you can get quite comfortable can't you you're used to the yeah. money coming in you're used to the regular income and and you don't have to and then it's you know it's it's too late by the time you found out you haven't got another yeah. gig it is then too late so always have the next project lined up you know what? When when you say about people losing their jobs, because um, we're like self-employed people, unless we work, we don't eat. Okay, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Um, but people in now they're losing their jobs because of COVID. They, their businesses are closing. That happens to us all our lives. Mm-hmm. As you say, the the job ends. The end of the summer season comes. Where do I go now? What's next? You may have three, two months out of work. Yeah. So you know we're so used to like the next job, when's it going to come, if it's going to come, you know. So we've got a veneer, I suppose, Yeah. and we get used to it. So I feel very sorry for these people that are not used to it. People yeah. who are used to going nine to five and a job for life. Yeah. We've never had a job for life. No. We've got a job for a week. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> what happens next week? Yeah. <laughs> you had a job for a week. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So any, anybody listening to this then, uh, I mean, that's my advice, is to always have another project. Just just bubbling under. Even if you haven't yeah. started it, you've got a list of things that you're going to do next, you know. <laughs> write a book, right. write a film, write a musical, um, exactly. make a record. Um, what, what, what is your advice for people who have taken the punch? Well, the same thing as you just said, really. is a, a, a neighbour of mine, he's, he went to work in Riyadh for years and he's got lots of stories. He said, why do you write them down? He said, who'd read them? I said, unless you write them, nobody. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, if you've got an idea and you want to do it, do it anyway. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, no, it's not going to go anywhere, is it? No. It's like, you know, we're doing this podcast. We, we did this. It came off the back of the radio because we were having good old chats. And we've enjoyed this and people like it. People yeah. say they like it. So you've got to do... It's no good thinking, oh, nobody will read this book. I'm writing... Because you won't write it, you? Really. No, no, no. I'll, you know, I'll, you've got to write it and stick it out there and see what happens. And know? I love that thing that Dot said to you, uh, you know, have you, have you written any songs? That's <laughs> right. I said, I can't write songs. I said, you never tried. <laughs> you and ne- she was right. I hadn't tried. You never tried. So you've got to just, you've got to try it. So that's our advice to anybody listening to this podcast who might yeah. be going through the same thing that me and Johnny have been through all our lives. Actually, <laughs> there is, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. But do exactly. something, create something, because you're incredibly... Create something. You are incredibly creative. We all are. We've proved that during lockdown. We've all managed yeah, to yeah. find a way to get through to the next week, yeah. you know, to, to, to do that. So we, we would encourage you. You know what? I, I don't know about you. I, I used to love being in a show where you had a director and you had a producer, so I didn't have to think for anything. Just, John, you do 10 minutes there, we do a sketch, and it's all worked out for me. Mm-hmm. When we go on the road, cabaret, and like yourself, you go on with your band or whatever, one-man band, it's up to us. 
and you've got to self-motivate every night. So I used to love being in a show because I was like a, an ordinary job. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes. I used to go in every day. I'd go, I'd, I'd band a strike up. I'd get myself ready and I'd go on stage. And I'd do it. So I can understand people who are not used to this business. And like you say, the boys are when, you know, new faces are one of these things, not new faces, what's it called? X Factor. They can come down with such a bump and they end up having a nervous breakdown because all of a sudden the world's at their feet. They've got a record out. They're going to be massive stars. What happens there? Where are they going to work? Mm-hmm. All the clubs are shut. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah. not sounding pessimistic. They can come on a podcast with us. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. Changed our lives, Johnny. Changed our lives. I know. Well, <laughs> I've, never, I've never met you yet. <laughs> I'm coming to Swansea. You're coming to Swansea. You know, honestly, I, somebody said the sun's going to shine before the end of the, end of the month or maybe start I'll of June, be down so. there. I'll be going to the go with my boogie board and I'll call and see Fantastic. you. Fantastic. We'll have an ice cream. We'll have a socially distanced yeah. ice cream. Oh, look. Well, look. Well, no, I, we haven't got a socially... June we'll be able to get together, hugs and all sorts. Double jabs, everything. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, great, great. All right. Well, look, (laughs) uh, lovely to see you. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you got up off the floor, you know, all those times. You've got to do it. You've got to get up. You've got to get up one more time. You've got to get up. If you don't, where are you going to end up? Nobody's going to pick you up. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Don't get up too quickly. Are we going to get... Are we going to get Emily back on? She's got some more stuff to tell you. All right, we are booker. I'm, I'm, do- I'm talking to Steve Balsamo. Uh, Steve would yeah. be a great guest, so a couple more guests lined up. Uh, I but- mean, there, there's somebody who's got up. You take Emily, for instance. She found out about two years ago that she's got Parkinson's disease. Really? You know, and she's a lovely lady, and she's got everything going for her. She's, she's got some money. She's got a lovely house. <clears throat> but she, her mobility's going, but she's still okay to the brain. Mm. And so, you know... Yeah. There's another case in point. You've got to get up and get on with it. Yeah, and it's been brilliant seeing that the three lads. I'm not sure if you saw the the lads suffering from MND this week. Oh, Weir and, that's a terrible thing, isn't it? Yeah, Rob and Steve. That was, but it, very inspiring. And I suppose that's what we're, yeah. we're saying, you know, in a very different way. But actually, the human spirit is an amazing thing. Don't don't let oh, it, it is. don't let life. Uh, convince you that it's over because it is. Don't isn't. let the masters grind you down. <laughs> you, you can say that. Obviously, I can't. You know, song, I've, got song, I've got songs of praise in a couple of weeks' time, Johnny. Johnny dude, I've got to be careful. I've got an audience out there. <laughs> All right. Well, look, lovely to speak to you. Uh, I'm glad the I dentist do. went well. Keep tap dancing. Yeah. It is tap dancing well, week. And uh, okay. yeah, I'll speak. We'll speak to you soon. Oh, it's, uh, so it's uh, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. <laughs> goodbye from See us. See you, Mal. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>